This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. And we are here. We're here on this day. You know, have there always been this many games between the NBA Finals? Oh, you mean like uh, days off? off? Yeah, I think so. Because I remember last last year in the finals, I was very anxious in between each two or three days in between each game. Yeah, felt like an eternity. So, yeah. I mean, the WNBA is here, so it's not like we're like without basketball, but still, right? It just feels very long between games. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So. But, you know, we here. We told you at least once a week you'll get us. And it's without fail, especially with Draymond Green, his damn podcast. It's always going to be some kind of news. So Steve <laughs> Kerr joined him. Steve Kerr joined the Draymond Green show. Is that the name of it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Draymond Green show. You're wondering how two people that cover the Warriors don't know the name of his pod? Because I don't listen to that shit. But I hear all about it. Because it's on Twitter all the time. So I might as well listen to it because I'd be knowing everything that's discussed on there anyway. Um, but yeah, anyway, we here. We're going to get into it. Um, let's do a vibe check. It's been a minute. Been a minute. <laughs> wow, vibe check. I mean, you know, the vibes, uh, are, the vibes are chill. The vibes are chill right now, I think. I mean, I think looking at the finals, especially, uh, you have to think that the Warriors definitely have a good shot at getting back to where they need to be. Uh, according to Dub's Twitter, we would be getting <laughs> smashed. Done. Yeah, it's over with, right? At Denver, and we'd have <laughs> no chance, and we should be running scared. Yeah, that's type of that type of stuff has never been, uh, never made sense to me, but. You know, people like to overreact, very emotional. Um, so it is what it is. But I'm watching the finals thinking the Warriors have a very good shot next year if they make the right moves. And, yeah. So yeah. I guess the vibes are in a really in a, in a good spot right now, all things considered. And we'll, and we'll get into that a little bit more when we um, talk finals later because I actually feel like the Warriors are being disrespected a lot. <laughs> But we'll talk about that a little bit. Let's let's get to the immediate news at hand. And that is Steve Kerr going on Draymond Green's podcast. And 
lots of things were said. One of the funny things that were said was he said something that uh, Eric Spolstra mocked um, Ramona Shelburne for. She mm -hmm. was asking him about his strategy against Nicole Jokic in the finals in terms of making him a score in the last game, which is what they attempted to do. We all watched and saw that. And he like said like her question sort of dismissed it, wouldn't even answer and said, you know, that's something someone with an untrained eye would say, you know? And to me, it was very apparent that he just didn't want to address that question because didn't want to make it seem like they were disrespecting Jokic, didn't want to have any commentary around it. So that was the reason for his response. I felt like he didn't have to respond in that way, though. It was incredibly condescending. Um, and Twitter took that and ran with it and tried to use it as a way to either dunk on Ramona, you know, unnecessarily, mm -hmm. or, you know, the uh, <laughs> the pretentious folks you know, like decided to use it as a way to be like, oh, yeah, asking questions that NBA Twitter theory thinks. What the hell else was happening on the court? Like, let's not be <laughs> stupid, people. Let's not be stupid. It's not an accident that he only had four assists and scored 41. Right. I mean, and by the clear. way, by the way, it's not a matter of figuring something out. It's just the least evil. It doesn't mean that it's always going to work. Mm -hmm. There could be, it hasn't happened won. yet in the um, playoffs, but there could be a game where he is turned into a scorer more than he normally is, and they win. Like, no right. one is saying it's the magic formula, but it's at least from Spo and the Heat's vantage point, the best way right now to try to win a game. And so that's what they did. That's it. And everyone was mm -hmm. just like, ah, it's nothing like that. Yeah, well, listen, that is what they did. Whether mm -hmm. you, how much you attribute that to being effective is a different question, but that is what they did. And Ramona's question was perfectly fine and valid. And, uh, you know, it was funny because Steve Kerr comes on to Draymond Green's podcast and literally is like, you know, they tried to turn Jokic into a scork. And, right, right. Like, mm, you know, is that the untrained eye? Hey, leave it up to me. You know, I don't say the best things about Kerr, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, you know, Eric Spolstra isn't going to say that about his fellow coach, that he's the untrained eye, you know, and Draymond mm -hmm. Green, one of the smartest defenders, generational defender, the best maybe of his generation, um, said the same thing. So, Spo, mm -hmm. just cut the theater, please. I don't have time for the bullshit. Right, right. I think it was clearly like some gamesmanship trying to not piss off the Nuggets, I guess, or, you know, create too much controversy around it. But it was very clear that's what he was doing. I mean, I felt like they were going to do that from the jump in the series. I thought that was one of their Bad people. Yeah, like that. that's one of their ways to potentially flip the series into their favor. Clear strategy. And by the way, not like some super novel basketball concept, like just yeah. basic basketball 101. We've seen Same thing the Warriors, you know, um, have been deployed in, in past series. You exactly. know, they did that versus um, LeBron. LeBron in mm -hmm. 2015. Like, I, right, you yeah. can't beat us alone. We're going to stop these other dudes. And that's it. Right. 
teams have tried to do it. Well, the Warriors kind of did it to Luka Doncic as well. If you have a defender that you feel can hold his own a little bit one-on-one against a player of that caliber that you know can also hurt you um, with the pass, then you try to live with that player. It's going for 40, 50 points, you know, individually and stifle everybody else. That's a clear strategy that is not new. It's not anything that's crazy. Uh <laughs> You don't need a, no crazy basketball IQ or no all these X's and O's to see that. Um, and, yeah, it is what it is. He he definitely did a little bit too much with the way he handled that question. He did. And basketball is not as overly complicated as people try to make it. Yeah. I am not suggesting, like, look, there's mad shit I don't know. And as much as I criticize Steve Kerr, no, I don't think I know more than the man about basketball. But, like, people just really try to be make it – people do the most to try to make it seem like – they're so smart. It's so complicated. It's, you know, using all these fucking words to break down this stupidest <laughs> shit. Like, it's, it's mad annoying. Stop it. Stop it. It's stupid. Right. It's like, you sound like you're an elitist, you know? And honestly, <laughs> it, it's not how most people consume the sport. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, you know, again, this is just my opinion. And I'm not... You know, I'm not here to tell anyone how to create content, right? But, like, when you talk over people's heads, and this is something I learned as a lawyer, a lot of big words and stuff like that, you lose people, you know? Just speak in layman's terms. You know, that's one of the things, one of the reasons we we praise Tim Legler as much as we do is not because he gets on and tries to sound like a smart-ass pant, you know? He simplifies things and breaks down basketball concepts in a translatable way, you know, that most people can understand. Facts. It's very gatekeepish, gatekeeperish with um, a certain almost like subculture of NBA Twitter specifically, where they, it started with the whole analytics movement, like with a lot of people, you know, using different stats and stuff like that and trying to use that against people who may not be as well-versed in those things to try to weaponize it against them to show how much smarter they are than them. And then the average NBA fan started picking up on those things and they moved over to play calls calls and X's and O's. And it's like, well, I know what they're going to run. So, you know, like I know more about basketball than you. Terminologies, Wildcat, Billy Boy, Bob, like (laughs) what the fuck? It was like pistol. Jokic is a genius with the pistol. (laughs) Like, dude, he's making a fucking gun sign with his fingers. What else could that be? Like, <laughs> Obviously, guys, I'm just throwing out names. I know Wildcat is like a football thing. I'm just saying that, like, it's so ridiculous. Like, just right. basic terminology, you know? You're mm-hmm. not impressing people. Most times you're turning people off. It's For sure. pretentious. For sure. But, you know. What do I know? You know, what do I know? People tell me all the time I don't know anything about basketball and I have an unsuccessful podcast. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I would say this is what I'm told daily. So I guess, you know, I know nothing. Um, But, you know, also younger content creators, people who are coming up, and I still consider myself someone on the come up. But they hit me up all the time asking for like advice. And my advice is always be yourself. But it's also like, don't do shit like that. It's it's silly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, oh, it's just, you know, 
it, it's such a turnoff. But let, let's get back to Steve Kerr and Draymond Green. Draymond Green has a little bit of that in him. Like, he doesn't use, like, too many super big words and stuff. But he 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 talks about basic things and acts like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here to school you. I'm here to educate you. <laughs> like, bro. People who don't know the game of basketball. Who else fans you like that? <laughs> That's like his favorite thing to say. Or he'll say some like super basic thing. Like that super basic. Talk. Yeah. It's cool, Javon. It's oh cool. my God. Like, oh, I don't know why everyone has a need to feel like, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know. Um, but whatever. Anyway. Um so Steve Kerr goes on Draymond Green's podcast and they're chatting largely about, so at least for, I, I listened to actually most of it, but um, it started off as like a, a, you know, a shower Steve Kerr with love. Like Draymond Green was just praising him incessantly. It sort of became like, oh, is this like Braun for you? Like, do you think Braun is sitting here? And this is why. I mean, it was give me that extension. That's what that is. (laughs) Exactly. And that's (laughs) just like when Kerr is like, we can't win without Draymond and all that shit he says in the beer. Like, okay, yeah, we know. And still, you that it was like, Katie's the best player. He's the best player. You know, it's like we always know when it's contract time and (laughs) when it's this stuff. And that's why I laugh when like. Fans go back to these times like, yeah, but like when they said this, I'm like, bro, like y'all need to learn when people like, like yesterday, y'all all all attacking Ramona and just don't know, like, this is theatrics right now from, Mm -hmm. from Spolstra. Like y'all got to learn when people are just saying things to say things and not like always take it at face value. And so um, I'm not saying that Draymond Green doesn't think highly of Steve Kerr. But, like, he was laying it on pretty thick um, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the podcast. So it started with him, like, you know, giving Steve Kerr all these flowers and best best coach in the NBA. Um, And I get it. He's your own coach. But you still have Pop who exists. Many who think that's Eric Spolstra, you know. So I'm not saying that you're going to say another coach is better than yours, though. Steve Kerr has no problem going on shows and saying other players are better than his best player. Um, <laughs> right. You know. Um, and we know that Draymond Green has no problem throwing his shooters under the bus and and, and saying, like, <laughs> you know, their shooting struggles. Right, right, right. <laughs> Contributed to losses. So I don't really see why it was so necessary to be like just declare him the best coach in the league because I don't think anyone thinks that and while a lot of people think that Steve Kerr is a very good coach I don't think most people think he's the best coach in the NBA despite all of the winning I don't think that's a consensus honestly no um so anyway he um you know showering him with praise and you know it's funny because there was a point he asked Steve Kerr during the 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 um the podcast about like adjustments like at what point like you know do you decide to make an adjustment but it was in reference to the heat cuz they were they were analyzing and breaking down what transpired in game 2 of the finals and what Kerr saw blah 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 so it was just sort of funny because it's like 
bro, this is not a coach who like adjusts like very quickly. So it was just interesting, uh, that whole dialogue to me. Um, but then they got to a point where they kind of started talking about the Warriors mm -hmm. and things were said. But in particular, there's a comment that really has been floating around social. It's been the subject, you know, social as an NBA Twitter. But it's been like the subject of a lot of conversation because Steve Kerr, and actually this wasn't when they got to the Warriors portion, but like Steve Kerr in crediting the Miami Heat goes on to say like, you know, I think he's talking about, um, I think he starts off by talking about Caleb Martin and the fact that like he was like basically the star of the last series, but that he's not really getting burned in this series, you know, um, or like um, Gabe Vincent, I think it was, who was like hot earlier in the game, but mm -hmm. then like uh, Spo decided to play Duncan Robinson mm -hmm. um, in the fourth. And so he's like, no one's over there sulking on the bench. And I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically saying like, those guys aren't complaining about minutes or being on court. And he's like, you know, like when we've had that Draymond, you know, when everyone's just committed to winning, you know, like that's what you need. And again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of what he said, right? Like, am yeah. I misrepresenting him, Justin? No, you're correct. Okay. So that happens and everyone's reacting to it, right? And some people are saying like, that's more a shot at the front office. Listen, I don't think it's just meant for the front office in my opinion, but even if that was the case, how do you think the players are going to receive it and hear it? Like, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? Like, are you gonna go to them and say, oh no, 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 no. Hey guys, hey Jordan Poole, hey Jonathan Kaminga. Um, maybe Moses Moody, who knows who else you had in mind when you said that, but like, we didn't mean that for you guys. Like, how do you think they are going to hear and receive what was said? So I don't know why this was necessary mm -hmm. to go onto a podcast and say, I don't know why, unless the Warriors have already made some decision, when you're trying to manage a situation with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, the person, by the way, who assaulted his teammate. Like, do you go on his podcast and say something like that, you know? Um, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Steve Kerr is not aloof here. Like, he's not a moron. So there just has to be some reason behind why you're doing that because it's incredibly just... Um, I don't want to say it's lacking in awareness because I just don't believe he can be lacking in that much awareness. So mm -hmm. it was really kind of surprising, you know, you know, that's the way that I received it. Like everyone had all these other, you know, theories and this and that, but I just thought it was pretty bold and also surprising. And I'm wondering what that means, you know, mm -hmm. like, cause I don't really know if you're deciding to keep Jordan Poole or going to lean on, lean in on him. But I, I, I just don't know that that's the right approach, you know?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it was very targeted and intentional for sure. I think, like some people said, it was targeted at the front office and it was targeted at those players as well. I, I think he just doesn't care how they receive it. I just think he wants to get that message across to all those people involved, whether it be, hey, front office, get us more players that fit into roles and don't have these lofty self-expectations for themselves that go beyond the team. Um, and hey, you know, younger players, if you are going to be on this team, fall in line pretty much, or else we're not going to win. And yeah, but whether he's right or wrong in doing that, you I need them think... to play, you need them to be invested. So I right. don't think you can just, um, I wouldn't have gone, I don't think you can isolate them in that way. Right. Because you need them. That's the thing. You can, like, say, I don't care, and they need to get it together. But at the end of the day, like... You can lose them doing that. Yeah. Y'all didn't win, or y'all y'all struggled because Jordan Poole did not play well. Now, he's mm-hmm. not the only reason, but that, that was a huge reason, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know that you can try to ostracize him more and then you need Jonathan Kaminga we're like we're not going into next year still fucking playing Anthony Lamb right so unless you're trading him unless you know that is happening unless you know the trade partner I just I don't I don't get this strategy I don't get it either I think I mean I think he's trying to send a message that he don't want those guys really on the team because no, it, it, it can't be any other message. I think he's just, you know, he's, he's just tired of the whole like trying to develop thing because he's not really good at it. Like <laughs> it's just call a spade oh, a spade. Justin, you admitting Kerr is not good at something. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've said that he's, there's, you know, I give him my criticisms of Kerr plenty of times, but one we thing he definitely, I mean, I think he's still a great coach, but, Regardless of that, he hasn't done a great job of the whole development thing, whether it be him holding on to his convictions of making sure that older guys play and guys that he he trusted to, to carry on his system and stuff like that, or he just feels like they're not ready for whatever reason. He hasn't put them in the position, I don't think, to uh, necessarily succeed in the roles that they need them to fill. And I think he's just trying to send a clear message that he just wants – to fill those roles with other players, I think. Um, but what if that doesn't happen? That's the thing. That's that's where I think he definitely made a, a mistake or it, it could it could blow over. Like they could just see it and scoff at it or they can really take it to heart, which is I think the more likely scenario, which then it could be, it, beca- it could become an issue, right? Like Jordan could now look at them and just kind of resent everybody um, other than Steph most likely because – of the way, obviously, the whole thing with Draymond and now this thing with Kerr, and I'm sure a whole a whole season of it from Kerr, where he's just kind of like, 
like, bruh, y'all are like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like back about incredibly it. ungrateful because you yo-yo Jordan around. Mm-hmm. And then when Steph goes down, he's part of the reason y'all got to the postseason. Right. You know? And then it's just, I just feel like these things always come full circle, right? Whether it's needing someone to be reasonable about their contract negotiations or like something. Like you guys may have more leverage over these guys now, but you won't always have more leverage over them. And unless Courage just decided like he's leaving when the core group leaves, you know what I'm saying? Like you can say that and that's fine. But, like, if Mike Dunleavy's the successor, whoever's going to be in there, they have to think beyond y'all. They, they That is. Like, we can say when Steph's here, go all in, and that's all it's about. But literally their job is to think beyond that time, you know? They would honestly be derelict in their duties as a GM if they weren't thinking about beyond that. It doesn't mean that you totally ignore what's in front of you, but you have to take it all into account. You know, you have to, like, that's fine. You want to leave. But if some of these players are still here, we have to still be able to manage those relationships with the players and their agents. And now later, when they are do a big contract or something, and, like, you need them to take a discount or want them for some reason, they're like, no, fuck you. You remember when you wouldn't do this for me? And you wouldn't do, like, that stuff all comes back. You Mm -hmm. know, like, continuing, continuing to just, like, shit on people and be a dick. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's a very good strategy. And I'm not saying to kiss anyone's ass, but it's very like, to me, it's, it, to me, it, it, um, again, I don't want to use lacks awareness, but it's like, to me, it lacks accountability. That that's the word that I'm thinking of because you're basically saying like, it's there's nothing you, huh? You're yeah. saying it's all their fault. Yeah. And I like, I, I just, I don't see it like that. Like, you fucking chose to play Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome, two-way players, over guys who were drafted. That's fucking malpractice to me. Mm -hmm. Over guys that could help you. (laughs) You didn't even play those. One of them you didn't sign, and the other did not see minutes in the postseason except garbage time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yet you thought it was better to play him during the regular season and not develop the guys who could actually help you in the postseason. Bingo. Does that make sense, Justin? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I mean, like, in the 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 funny thing is, like, he played Lamb usually next to Kaminga a lot throughout the season because of spacing and all that type of stuff. And then Lamb doesn't play in the playoffs, but Moody plays. Like, that was just so weird to me. Like, Moody plays, and Lamb and Kaminga don't play, even though they played pretty much all regular season. Um, That was just so bizarre to me. And then you get to the playoffs, and things are so much about matchups and all this type of stuff. But I definitely think Kaminga could have helped in that Lakers matchup. Was he the difference between winning and losing? Probably not, but you never know what could happen. He's a young, athletic guy, but... Regardless of that, I think there needs to just be a much clearer path for those guys to contribute in the way that they that Kerr wants them to to contribute. Like if you're yo-yoing guys and not giving them consistent roles, then you can't really expect them to grow within the role that you're asking them to do. It's just not really going to happen. Um, they 
a, a big reason why Jordan was as good as he was last year going into the playoffs because he got consistent minutes all year. You know, his role kind of went up and down as guys were in and out of lineup, specifically with Clay and Steph. But when the time came for him to, you know, play big minutes and important minutes, he was ready to do it because he got the reps in. You, you, there's no other way guys can get ready unless they get the reps in, right? Like, so if they're going to be on this team, they need to be able to get the reps and they need to not feel like their coach hates them. <laughs> uh, and that's just step number one and number two for them to actually be players that you can use in high leverage moments, which you need them to be. So, yeah. And it's, it's, you're not off to a good start by kind of throwing them under the bus like that. Man, listen. Draymond Green lacks accountability, and clearly Steve Kerr does, because only accountability we get from his fake accountability. After you do shit after the game, I didn't have them ready. Yeah. I didn't have them ready. Right, right. Bullshit. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's on me. Yeah, no shit. We know it's on you, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. And this is why I just continue to say, like, this is going to be a, um, a big off season for the Warriors. And I just, I, I do think one of those two are getting traded, if not both. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, yeah. um, it's unfortunate. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree. But um, anything else on Steve Kerr and the Draymond show? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's move on. Let's move on from them. 